Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hey guys, I'm Brandon Rodriguez. I am a millennial out in San Antonio, Texas. I help those uh, individuals that are interested in slaying their debt and getting on a budget uh, succeed financially by budgeting. I believe that budgeting is a strong foundation of getting your finances in order. Um, And once I became um, better at budgeting, I was able to knock out $137,000 with the debt with my husband. So that's a little bit about myself and I'm glad to be here. Woo, baby, $37,000 between you and your husband. Yes. That is amazing for one. So congratulations and kudos because that's no small, no small thing to tackle. Um, I love that you mentioned, you know, slaying, you know, this debt, right? So having an aggressive approach to be able to attack and eliminate, right? Which for a lot of people, something for a lot of people, is keeping them from really like living fully and enjoying their lives uh, on new levels. And so how is it that you kind of even decided as a couple, you know, to pay this debt off? Like how did that even come about? Yeah. So we got married in 2014. I always get all these years mixed up. So, yeah, so we, we got married in September, 2014. And once we got married and, you know, was joining finances and just looking at the big picture of things and started looking at the debt, it was just like, you know what? We can make the the minimum payments monthly and we weren't struggling, but why were we spending this amount of money in debt monthly? Like it was just ridiculous between car payments, student loans, credit cards. It was just like, this is ridiculous and we should, you know, attack it and pay it off. So I actually had took Financial Peace University back in 2010 through my church. And that was my first introduction of, hey, you can live a life without debt. And I started it as a a single woman, a single mom at the time. And then life happened and I kind of just dropped the program. Fast forward four years later, my husband and I get married. And so I was like, well, you know what? Let's focus on paying off our debt. I took this class a couple years ago. So we implemented the debt snowball plan in our life Mm -hmm. um, and just slowly started working that plan. It took us 59 months to get through it, um, Mm -hmm. but we did it and we were dedicated and committed to going through it. when it got too much for us and we needed to take a break, we did. When we wanted to go super, super duper fast and get rid of it, we worked side hustles. Um, and we just kind of just went through that process for five years. And then finally, we were able to make that last payment on uh, my student loan in September 2020. Say what? During the mm-hmm. pandemic, you were yes. getting out of debt and mm-hmm. financially free, um, which is amazing, right? Because mm-hmm. a decision that you made years prior sounds like it really set you up for, mm-hmm. for success you know, when a lot of people were experiencing the opposite, you know, really feeling tight and um, financially strapped. So, I mean, it sounds like, you know, between the two of you, you stayed on the same page and were able to kind of know when to to run and when to walk in the journey, mm-hmm. right? Because I guess at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes you. To me, it's that you decide that you're going to get it done. So, you know, I think people have a hard time committing because they feel like, oh my God, 59 months, like that's a long time when we say it like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but what does, what's the opportunity cost essentially, right? Like if you didn't choose to pay off the debt, 
what would you be losing out on and missing out on, you know, now and moving forward because you didn't make that decision before. And I think a lot of people have trouble being able to delay gratification and, you know, do what's hard in the moment to get the benefit later on. What do you feel like kept y'all on the same page and, and grounded in being committed to a plan that took that long? Uh, one, working it together. I think for us, it was something that we came together on, we agreed on. And so it was that teamwork factor and that we were focused on one goal. So we were going headstrong with that one goal together. Um, we are also parents to two girls. Um, our daughters are 16 and six at the time. I mean, right now, but at the time, obviously they were younger, especially our youngest one was two, three, four, as we were going through this process. Um, and so they were, you know, our why, another reason why we wanted to focus you know, off paying this debt. And we're just going to keep going to make sure that our daughters didn't go through the same trials that we did as young adults or even teenagers, right? Teaching them now about finances to make sure that they don't go into debt as they get older, like we did. I love it. So before we dive into the budgeting, which you know I know you mentioned was kind of what you feel like is the foundation for, you know, financial success, what is it that you get to enjoy the benefit of, you know, because you both were on a budget and on the same page and kept your vision at the forefront of your minds? Like when you became debt free, did did it afford you certain opportunities or flexibilities or do you feel like you gained benefits from, you know, no longer having um, that debt be something that you had to continue to deal with? Yes. I've, uh, for me, it was the peace of mind. Literally, once I hit that last uh, submit button on my student loan, it felt like the weight on my shoulders was lifted. So definitely peace. Um, and as it opened up new doors for us as a family um, to do our first vacation, you know, debt free and mm-hmm. not have to charge it to a credit card and pay it back over months and stuff. Yes, we charge our, our vacation to the credit card, but we pay it off that uh, within the month now and use it to our benefit with reward points and things like that. Um, and then just investing before, you know, we were participating just in our 401k, our 4013b, um, but now we're able to utilize those dollars that was going to debt and invest in other areas, whether it's for ourselves, our, our future, or for our daughter's college or their future as well. I love it. You know, I don't think people realize how um, what's the best way to, to, to say it, how much it hits different for lack of better terms, right. To go on vacation, knowing that you don't have to come back and wonder how you're going to, how you're going to, um, mm-hmm. make it work or pay it off because you, you overextended yourself. And yeah. I love that you mention you know, a weight being lifted because with everyone that I talk to, that's really, you know, passionate about wanting to pay off their debt. When I ask the question, like, what do you feel like that's going to, what's that going to feel like for you? They oftentimes mention weight. You know what I mean? Like it feels heavy to have debt. It's like having an anchor tied to your ankle everywhere you go. And so, you know, when you're able to get rid of it, then it's like this weight is lifted. You, you're lighter. You can make decisions in a different way. You maybe mm-hmm. see different opportunities um, that maybe you never would have before. And plus, you've built such a muscle. You know what I mean from from the journey itself that you know yes. you're capable of more. So I'm sure now you dream bigger than you did at the beginning of your journey, even though you had a huge dream to be debt free. Yeah, exactly. Now, if we're diving into, you know, like you mentioned, the budgeting piece, which I hear so often is where people struggle and, you know, hit a wall and they try and then they stop and they make the budget, but they don't keep tracking. Like, 
what do you think gets in the way of someone really being able to budget successfully or consistently? Uh, for people, I think, you know, for those that don't like budgeting, I think they may become just too restrictive on themselves. Like they have to, they only can do certain things and they take away all the fun. For me, I, budgeting is fun. I like budgeting. I like changing the scenarios around for my budget to say, depending on what I want to focus on for the month or what's going on in our lives. Um, but for, for me personally, I never cut out things that I wanted to do or that was fun or if I wanted to get my nails or my hair done or anything like that. I may just have to move things around and maybe I'm not paying $300 to a credit card when I was paying my debt off or something that month because I wanted to make sure that I did this other activity that month. But for those that, you know, that may struggle with budgeting, I just say like, don't be too restrictive. One, include all the things that you want. Just make sure you include it in moderation mm-hmm. um, and make sure you think about everything, you know, outside of just your four walls, all the other things that come into play in your life for that month as you're budgeting. I'm one that likes to budget by paycheck. I don't do it like monthly. I do it by paycheck. So I know exactly what's coming in on payday and I know exactly what's going out. And I also prefer the zero-based budgeting method as well. So I assign every dollar of my income has an assignment and it says zero at the end of my budget. And, you know, my, and I set up my bills to come in, I get paid on the 15th and the last day of the month. So all my bills are literally automatic paid on the 15th and the last day of the month. So two to three days after I get paid, I know exactly I have $200 or 250 until my next pay period. And those are my, my fun funds. That's what I can use to go out to eat or whatever I choose to, but all my bills are set up automatic. My investments are set up automatically. And I just make sure that, you know, my budget includes the things that I want. And I think others should do the same thing as well. She just dropped a serious gem for y'all. <laughs> if you didn't catch it, you're going to have to rewind and listen again. Because, you know, what you mentioned was that you get paid on the 15th and the 1st. And you have done your best, it sounds like, to make sure that your your withdrawals for mm-hmm. your expenses come out you know, around that time as well. Um, and so you were thorough in planning and being intentional about when things were to come out. And so it's, it could be as simple as calling up your cable company, calling up your phone, you know, your phone company and saying, hey, can we move my my phone bill date mm-hmm. or um, to a place that's more convenient within how you're paid. And so I know that a lot of people will say like, oh, I get paid bi-weekly. How do I work that out? That sort of thing. Um, but I love that you mentioned, you know, kind of doing that legwork of, thinking about, well, when is it that I get paid and when do I want to make sure my bills come out? Because it's not going to put me in a bind, right? Yeah. Like if my bills come out on the 13th and I don't get paid to the 15th. Now I'm from the 13th to the 15th stressed out <laughs> because I don't have anything, you know, to go eat or, or, or to be able to get some miscellaneous needs in the meantime. So, um, you know, I think it's little tweaks like that that make such a huge difference. Have you always enjoyed budgeting or was it something that you had to learn how to enjoy and, and, and use to work in your favor? I think I had to learn to enjoy it. And especially I, it became something I enjoyed during that debt-free journey. Before I wasn't truly budgeting. It was like, you know, list out my bills on a piece of paper. And I was a paper and pen kind of chick forever. And so it was like, list out my bills, highlighted that I got paid. Cool. And that was it. Like didn't track expenses, didn't see how much was left over. But once I truly got on a budget and assigned 
income to certain categories, then I could see like, dude, you're spending some money out there eating out and you're spending your money over here. And when I really got on a budget, it was like, you could truly see how much money you had left over after your bills. And that's when it was like, hey man, I thought I was broke, but I really have some extra money after I pay my bills and I can do some other things with that instead of just blowing it off at the vending machine or the drive-thru or whatever it may be. Wow. You know, you also mentioned including everything that you really value, right? Within within your budget as well. And I think that a lot of the times, you know, we hear that you should, you know, really be sacrificing and like cutting away at things and each to each their own. I know in my journey, I did do a lot of sacrificing and I did you know, make cuts. But for me, I didn't feel like it was sacrificing because I knew what I was doing it for. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that for other people, that's not necessarily the case. So, you know, for those who feel like they don't want to be restricted, being able to put the things in that work that they want to be able to do and experience, you'll just have to weigh, like you mentioned, um, what it's going to mean about what you can do and how to kind of maneuver things around. And I love that you say that because a lot of people think that, okay, well, I can't hit my money goals because that means I'm just never going to live my life for the next 10 years. And it's like, it's not that extreme. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) You know, you can, you can have a little bit of both. You still want to practice mindfulness and, and restraint and discipline. However, you know, you can live your life and hit your money goals at the same time. And it actually makes it more, um, sustainable at the end of the day, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. I have a girlfriend that um, she's, I'm, I swear I'm a work on her. I'm, I'm trying to work on her, but she's like, I don't want to budget. Like I'm good. I pay my bills and then I have my money left over and she's a shoe fanatic. And so she spends money on Nikes like crazy. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, you can still get Nikes, but you can still pay off your debt. Like maybe instead of buying three pairs of Nikes a month, maybe it's just one pair of Nikes and take that other buddy and work on that credit card that you have so you can stop paying interest. Uh, But I'm working on her and hopefully by the end of the year, she'll be onto a budget. But she's still like, nah, I listen to your stuff, Brandy. I see your stuff on Instagram. I'm watching you, but I'm just not there yet. I'm like, okay, girl, you know what? That's your household, not my household. Let me stay out your business. I'm just here to help you whenever you need me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, right, like, you know, everyone is where they're at and going to do what they want. Um, I always just ask the question, like, are you really satisfied and fulfilled with Mm -hmm. the way things are? And that has for me is my own kind of like gut check. Um, And and so if I if I am cool, keep going. If I'm not, I have to either accept it or know that there's something I can try to to see if it can evolve. And so sometimes if someone has no you know, has nothing making them feel like it's a place that they want to focus attention. It's like, okay, like live your best life. But at whatever point, if you're being honest with yourself, you know, is this really leading you to live a very fulfilling and satisfying life? Know that you can do something about it. And I think that's where, you know, maybe not your friend, but a lot of people are at. Like they mm-hmm. know that they're unhappy in their situation. They know we all know what we're supposed to do with money to be able to yeah. be successful with it, right? But it's hard to actually execute. And I love that you mentioned kind of learning how to enjoy budgeting in the process of of doing it because how many of us actually like love doing anything at first? Because usually you're not good at something at first. 
Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like most people have not been good at something that they are now good at the first time that they did it. And it took repetition and focus and energy um, and practice to be able to, to do better. And so it seems like a mindset shift that has to happen. But I would love to know for you and the, the folks that you get to support and watch, what would you say are some of the mindset blocks that keep them from being able to progress? And you know, if they, if they get past this block, then they'll be able to make progress. Um, I would say for mindset blocks, especially, you know, me even starting the journey and going through it, it was always one of those things that I'm always going to have debt. People think, you know, I'll always have debt. I'm always going to have student loans or I don't make enough money to pay off my debt. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you can, and there's so many people across the country that's doing this. And I think it's, you know, once you see someone doing it and hearing their story, it's like, okay, it can be done. For me, for example, um, one of my girlfriends had posted on Facebook years ago that she had paid off her student loans. And I was just like, wow, like that was the first time I knew someone that paid off student loans. And that was like, it can be done. And granted, she lived at home with her parents. She was, you know, uh, I think I guess at the time we were like in our early 30s, Uh, but she lived at home with her parents and she was able to, you know, use her money to pay off her student loans. And I'm like, that's amazing. Now, I didn't have that opportunity. I was already, you know, an adult with my my two two girls, but I was like, it can be done. Right. If you set up a plan and figure out that plan on how to pay off whatever kind of debt you have, um, whatever it may be, it can be done. So I think, you know, those mindset blocks is, you know, I can't, it's dropping the I can't and it's I can and I will get it done. And you just have to let go of, oh, I'm not good at budgeting. I don't know how to to budget. And then changing just your words, right? There's power and life in your tongue. So stop saying those negative connotations. And when you start making a positive connotation, and speaking those positive things, uh, it really does help you, especially your mindset, establish a plan to move forward on whatever goal you may have, whether it's health or finances, whatever it may be, right? Um, so I think just dropping those those uh, negative mindsets will help you turn things around. I love that, you know, and I think that you mentioning just being able to see people maybe closer in proximity to you doing or making progress in a certain area breaks something down in your brain that says, oh, wait, wow, like maybe this is more attainable than I thought. Mm-hmm. And then it helps to to address that shift in the mindset. Um, and, you know, I always say like, if it's not, if you are struggling with, I can't, then can you entertain, I'll try, or let's see what happens, right? Because people hear I can't, and they just won't even give it a shot, you know? Like, give it a shot and see what happens. You never know. If you want to go back to however you were doing things, you always can. If you get out of debt and you want to go back into debt, live your best life. Like, yeah. you know, like do whatever feels good for you. But, um, you know, I love that you mentioned that specifically going from one side of the spectrum to the other, where it's scarcity and disbelief, you know, to abundance and being more conscious and aware of what thoughts and things you're saying, because it makes such a huge difference. But on the other side for, you know, the rock star clients and the rock star people that you get to support and see grow and do amazing things in their money journey, what do you notice are some common denominators between them? Ooh, great question. Um, 
I would say the ones that are, you know, kicking butt on their journeys is, you know, making that decision and following through with a plan. If you don't have a plan to get whatever that task done, it's going to be very, very hard. For me, it was, you know, visuals that helped me along the way, whether that was a poster board in my office, a poster board in my bathroom that showed every single debt owed and what was the balance and me crossing them off during that journey. Um, at one point, one of my side hustles while I was paying off debt was waiting tables. And here I was 30 something years old with a full-time career, two daughters <laughs> married and w- w- uh, waiting tables Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And inside my apron was a list of all of our debts. And that was yeah. the reminder of why I'm here, <laughs> waiting tables, dealing with teenage kids that were my <laughs> coworkers. Uh, <laughs> that was my daily work. Like, hey, I'm here for this. And th- I'm here. My goal is to make $300 this weekend. If I can make $300 this weekend and the next four weekends, that is 1200 bucks that mm. I can send to a debt. Um, so again, having a detailed plan on how to focus and get through your journey, those visuals, uh, I think really help people, not only myself, but others that I've seen, you know, across the community that are knocking off debt, starting their investments, starting their business. It's like all those things kind of come together of having that detailed plan on how to accomplish your goal. Woo, that is good. Okay. So then I also feel like I often hear people saying, like, I just don't know where to begin. I just don't know where to start, you know? Mm-hmm. What would you say is literally like the starting point? You know what I mean? Like if you, someone's like, I know I want to do this. Like I really want to get the debt out of the way. I want to learn how to budget and, you know, get in control of my money. I just don't know where to start. What would your answer be for them? Find out how much you owe. Because a lot of times people that they want to do it, but they are like, well, I don't know how much, you know, I met with some clients a couple of weeks ago and they were interested in it. And I was like, okay, well, how much do you own your student loans? And I don't know. I, I haven't been paying on them since, you know, the freeze during the pandemic and I haven't looked and I'm like, well, one, if you're capable and able pay those student loans while, you know, right. we're having this freeze. Cause that is a great opportunity, especially with the no interest. And that's how I was able to pay off all my student loans um, in 2020. Um, but know your numbers. You have to know your numbers and not like, well, I think it's this. No, like literally get a piece of paper, <laughs> write down every single debt that you have and find that balance and find the minimum, uh, what you're paying monthly in minimum payments and build your plan from there. You know, I've heard it plenty of times. I don't know where to start. Exactly. Okay. You need to know what your big picture is. How much debt do you have currently? So you can figure out how, which plan you want to know, whether you want to attack it through the debt snowball or the debt avalanche or whatever makes sense to you that will keep you motivated to pay off your debt. But you have to start with how much do you owe and you need to know those numbers. Gotcha. Okay. Now follow up for that because I'm thinking about those who are listening and what might come up for them. Because what I feel like has a tendency to happen next is that someone will then get the clarity on what their numbers are and become an ostrich or overwhelmed or Mm. stressed because they're like, holy crap, because this is the first time they're, you know, yeah. um, coming to terms with the reality of their of their financial situation. Once they know their numbers, how can they not be paralyzed, I guess, or, or allow that overwhelm um, or it, for it to turn into overwhelm or stress mm-hmm. and instead turn into, you know, action and and building momentum? Yeah. Um, so many of us have debt, had debt or currently have it. And, you know, once you see those numbers, yes, it's going to, you know, rock your world. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I have over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. 
But I would say not to become overwhelmed with it by breaking it down into smaller categories or milestones. Mm -hmm. Um, I keep referring back to myself and my journey, but for us, we broke it down into like milestone one, two, three, and four. And so we made it smaller. So like, okay, we're going to work on these first six goals. And again, that's how I waited tables. I was like, I'm going to get a part-time job waiting tables and I'm going to quit when I finish off these six to seven debts. Mm -hmm. So I need to make, once I make $6,000 through here, like I'm good. And I can, you know, quit or whatever I wanted to do. Uh, but by breaking it down into smaller milestones, that's how we were able to continue to go through our journey. And again, whether we backed up, eased off a little bit or, you know, went full steam ahead. But by breaking it down to smaller milestones, that will maybe uh, that will help you not be so overwhelmed by looking at the, the big number. Like, let's not look at the big number. Let's work on these first four or five or the first three. And once we get through that, you know, OK, then we can go to the next milestone and work on the next set. Wow. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I guess the saying is that way for a reason, right? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when people are like, well, what's the best way to pay off your debt? Should I consolidate? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, do whatever you want. I'm not here to advise you and tell you what to do with your money. Mm-hmm. However, you know, you did the debt snowball. I know I personally did the debt snowball. There's a psychological psychological component that comes along with that in that if your debts are listed smallest to largest, guess what, y'all? When you are, you know, focusing on that small one, even though you're paying the minimums on everything, you feel good making progress, being able to cross one off. That's called positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. That builds momentum so that you can continue to do the plan because it's not going to typically happen overnight that you're going to pay off the amount of debt that you have, whatever amount it is. Mm-hmm. Unless you, because you wouldn't be worried if you could pay your debt off tomorrow. No. Right. If if your debt was so minuscule that you could pay it off tomorrow, it wouldn't be something that was stressful for you. It's stressful because it's something that's not going to go away overnight. However, you know, making sure that you, like you mentioned, make a decision, have a detailed plan, obviously follow through and have those visuals that keep you in a clear state of understanding why you're taking on a side hustle why you're making certain choices in a certain season. And I love that you mentioned milestones and like deadlines, right? Like I'm going to work this job until I get to this point and then I can reevaluate because I think people kind of take on an all or nothing mentality. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to work 16 jobs for six years. Like, no, you can slow down like y'all did. You can speed back up when you feel energized or when the time is right. Um, And it, and it could be customized to your own life and your own circumstances. So I think that, you know, your story and and just um, what you as a couple have been able to do is so amazing and makes it so that it's like, to me, I'm a person that's like, ain't nobody got excuses. So you can, (laughs) you know, accept the situation you're in and that's okay. But to me, if you live particularly in America, which we do, you know, you have options and opportunities that aren't afforded to people in a lot of other places. And you know, how do we get empowered and take ownership in our lives? Um, Because that's the only place that we can have an influence is, you know, in what we choose to do and how we choose to do an experiment, see what happens. If you want to go back into debt, if you want to stop, no one can blame you, but um, at least try. (laughs) If that's that's what's within you is to at least try and see what Mm -hmm. happens. Okay. So then, you know, any... Last word of encouragement, thought or feeling that you feel like someone listening who's considering like, you know, taking their money journey more seriously that you want to share. 
just believe in yourself um, that you can do it. And it may be hard and you may not know everything. And granted, I didn't know everything started when I got started. I don't know everything now. Uh, but, you know, you have to drop the, the negative mindset and just be able to have faith in yourself to go forward and start your journey, whatever journey that is, whether it's debt, investing, again, whatever journey that may be, you can do it and go out there and get connected to people that have already done it or are in that same process. Surround yourself with those that are debt free or trying to become debt free because those are your cheerleaders and those are who's going to motivate you to keep going. Um, and just don't give up. Like if you're deciding to pay off your debt, go down that journey. And if you get tired, take a break. My husband and I were very good at, you know, let's rest, reset, reevaluate and pick back up. If you need to slow down and you're just tired because there were some months it's like, I'm tired. I'm just spending all my money to debt. Like, take a break. Like, whether it's a side hustle, if you choose a side hustle and you're working on the weekends and you're doing all kinds of this on top of your career and your life, take a break when needed. But believe in yourself. You can do it. Go down that journey if you really want to become debt free. Um, it can be done no matter what the amount that you owe. It can be done. I've seen just way too many people across the debt free community mm-hmm. that have paid off ginormous amounts of money um, and they work their plan. Identify the plan that works best for you and go after it. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love it. Such good gems in this episode. Again, if you missed them, if you need to go back, if you was driving, you need to listen to it when you get home again, write down some notes. She just gave you the full playbook essentially. Um, And as long as you execute, you will get results. Yes. But if people want to tap in with you, learn more, stay connected, where can they find you? Yep. You can find me on Instagram. I am Brandon and I'm at Positively B, as well as on my blog. You can find me at www.positivelyb.com. Yes. Positively B. Everyone needs to make sure that they tap the links in the show notes, go and follow her page, check out her blog. People are out here giving free information, valuable, like reliable information on how to have a serious life-changing transformation occur in your life. And more people like you listening, when acted on, can can make it happen. Um, and you don't have to rack your brain trying to figure things out, right? Like you can just go to someone who's already done it and they're sharing the information. You implement and you excel. So, you know, if you're listening and you feel um, pulled in any way, you feel like Brandon's story resonates for you in any way, don't hesitate to get connected, get on her email list and all of that stuff. Because again, you don't have to do this journey by yourself. And there are people out here in the world who want to share information with you to have the same, you know, peace of mind, options and flexibility that they have been able to attain and achieve. And so does money make life perfect? No, but it definitely makes it a little bit easier. Yes. Yes. It definitely makes it so that you can focus, you know, where you have to, as opposed to where you have no choice but to. So I truly appreciate you for taking some time to share information with us today. We know that you could be viewing anything with your time. So it means the world and we'll make sure as a tribe to support you and continue to cheer you on in your wealth building journey. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. 
whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.